How's everybody doing? Let's get rolling here. How's everyone doing? Welcome back to another episode of The Banker Next Door. I am your host, Dr. Joe Berquist. Today, we're going to be talking about identity theft and scams just in time for the holiday season. Uh, you know, it was kind of interesting. I really wish I would have uh, rolled this episode out uh, probably about a month ago, you know, right, right around uh, Thanksgiving, I think would have been a good time as, as people really kicked off kind of their holiday shopping um, you know, during uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all that. But uh, but anyway, but here, here we go. We're here, you know, we're here now. So I want to uh, roll this in here. So identity thefts and scams. OK, so uh, how does how does this basically affect me? Uh, so this can so identity theft can do the following. It can drain your bank account, uh, make somebody can make purchases with your credit card or credit cards. Uh, they can open new account or new accounts, uh, such as uh, bank accounts. They can buy a cell phone. They can open utilities, uh, credit cards, etc. And they can do all this in your name. Uh, they can get identity and government documents issued with your name and their photo. In other words, a driver's license or a passport. Uh, that you can they can an individual could receive medical care under your insurance. Um, they could somebody could take out loans in your name, like, a, for example, like a home equity loan or an auto loan or a personal loan. Uh, they could create a uh, basically a false criminal record for you. So in other words, uh, somebody steals your card. They go to the store. Uh, they use your information. Maybe they maybe they they steal some extra stuff along the way and they get caught and then they use your name and identity to and then and then basically a criminal record now exists under you. And like I said, it can get it can get kind of crazy. Um, that someone could file a false tax return against you and collect a refund. And this is that is becoming a, become a major major scam in the last few years. Uh, cra crazy as it sounds, they could get a job and have earnings reported as your income. Uh, think think about yeah, think about how crazy that is for a minute. Um, what are some of the traditional tactics out there that are being used by identity thieves? So you have mail theft. You have what's called dumpster diving, which would be trash theft. In other words, somebody dumps drive, dumps into your dives into your trash to try to pull out, see if maybe they can open up some of your trash bags, get receipts, get other sensitive documents. Um, you have shoulder surfing. Uh, you have the good old classic, you know, purse or wallet snatching. Um, and then you have email phishing or you know email compromise. And then for business, for anybody who works at corporate America or any small business owners out there, you have what's called business email compromise, where uh, B, what's known as BEC, where somebody can actually hack into your email, and um, you know that might require a little bit longer discussion. But they can do a couple things there. Sometimes they can either send fake emails to other people posing as you, or they could just sit there and just sit back and watch all of your emails. And um, and then just see what comes in and see what they can see what they can get a hold of. So. Um, all right, let's take a look at some of the scams out there. So just always remember, before you divulge information, know with whom you are dealing. Um, never reply to messages asking for personal information, whether by phone, text or mail. Uh, never send money or account information in uh, in, reply, in reply to notices that you maybe won a prize or a lottery, things like that. Give only to established charities. Uh, do not fall for pressure tactics. In other words, somebody calls you up and says, hey, 
uh, you know, we got to have this information right now or you're going to get in trouble. Well, you know, one of my one of my favorite scams is when somebody would call up and say, oh, you know, the you better give us your information because I got the IRS is coming to your house right now and they're going to arrest you. And, and uh, that that scam was going around for a little while. Um, and then be wary of imposter scams. You know, uh, somebody, you know, what I think uh, a great example of that is it, you know, if you have an, an, an elderly person and somebody calls up pretending to be their grandchild and says, hey, uh, grandmom, hey, grandpapa, I'm in jail right now and uh, I need you. I need you to bail me out. Can you can you send the money to this place? You know, um, and, and you know, and then and people fall for that. They run over to the bank and they go get money and then they're going to go, you know, drop it off and they, they don't even know you know, kind of what's going on. So um, so how can we check or how can we report fraud? Uh, so a great website to go to is uh, the, the FTC. So you can go to consumerftc.gov, uh, FBI.gov. You can look up the scams and safety uh, page, which is a very good page that the FBI has just kind of telling you what are all the different scams that are kind of out there at the moment and different things you should look for. Um, how do you report fraud? Well, you can report fraud to the Federal Trade Commission, and there's a website and a telephone number right there, reportfraud.ftc.gov. Uh, you can you can contact the Internet Crime Complaint Center, uh, which is ic3.gov. Uh, you can also contact the U.S. Postal Inspection Service, which is basically postalinspectors.uspis.gov. Um so that's how some of the ways you could basically check and report fraud. So now let's get into credit cards. So with credit cards, uh, so you, you should, some of the things you should do with credit cards. So you should make a list of your card account numbers, their expiration dates, and customer service phone numbers, and you should keep that in a secure place. You should check your card activity and your bank account information regularly. Do not allow websites to remember your card number. And one of the things to point out um, I believe there was a, a law that was just passed that basically says that websites can't retain your credit card information any longer. It now has to be kept uh, somewhere else. And that's uh, so if you uh, say you go to a website and that website has a, a store and you go into the store and you then you're going to buy something and check out, um, you should have to put your credit card information in. It should not save your credit card information uh, because that website is, is, I don't believe, is allowed to retain that any longer. So if it is... Obviously, that might be uh, that might be something to be concerned about. So, uh, consider using a credit monitoring service such as Credit Karma, like CreditKarma.com. Uh, report and investigate any questionable charges to your card immediately. So, like if you're if you're using your debit card and you go to check your bank account, and you see some charges on there, you want to report that immediately to the bank. Uh, when you receive replacement cards, make sure you shred and completely destroy the old cards. You know, get out a pair of, if you don't have a shred machine, get out a pair of scissors and really cut those things up. I mean, cut them into 20 different pieces and toss them in the trash. That way nobody could possibly, you know, put that thing back together. Do not give card information over the phone unless you, uh, made, unless you made the call or you know who you are dealing with on the other end of that phone. Um, Another thing to think about this time of year with credit cards versus debit cards. So um, 
I think there there are people out there that would basically recommend to basically say only use credit cards. You know, don't ever use a debit card. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that's always practical, but I think during the holiday season in particular, when when the fraud really kind of gets ratcheted up and a lot of things are going on, and you know, you've got a lot um, just things happening, and and maybe you might not be paying as as much attention as you would the rest of the months of the year when things aren't quite as hectic. So uh, I would definitely recommend using a credit card during the you know November and December when you're out there buying a lot of gifts and a lot of things online. Now, why is that? So if you have for say you've got an American Express card and you have it and fraud happens, well, you're going to get a fraud notification from American Express. You simply make a call back to them and say, hey, those are my charges. Uh, I, yeah, I wasn't in this state, didn't make that charges at that period of time. Please take those charges off my account. Uh, American Express will automatically freeze those charges. They'll take them off your account. I mean, they'll still conduct an investigation and then they'll they'll probably get back to you and say, yeah, we, you know, we removed those charges. But but them removing the charges becomes almost instantaneous. You know, you don't have to wait or anything like that. If you should use a debit card, say, say um, one day you notice there's there's fifteen hundred dollars of fraudulent charges on your account. Well, you have to now you have to go to the bank. You have to file a report at the bank and then the bank has to do an investigation. They're not just going to automatically just hand the $1,500 right back to you. Uh, they're going to conduct an investigation. They're going to try to find out if if what you're saying is true and accurate. And if it is, then they basically give you the money back. And in the meantime, you know, you might have to freeze that account, open up a whole new account, get a whole new debit card. You might have to go through the whole you know, kind of rigmarole to get uh, to get that situation squared away so that you're not getting any more uh, fraudulent activity. And to boot, it could take a couple of weeks, uh, maybe even a month or so until that investigation from the bank is completed and they determine whether or not that was in fact fraudulent activity. So, you know, your money can get really tied up um, while you're waiting for all that stuff to be, you know, taken care of. So that's why I, I think it's better during the holidays to just use your credit card, use your credit card and just, and just, and because again, when you use your credit card, you, you know, again, that, that money's going on the credit and it's not coming directly out of your account and you just, you can just pay that bill off at the end of the month. And it's really easy to log into, you know, whoever's MasterCard, AMX or whatever, just check your account real quick, see what act, see what transactions are on there and match them up with receipts and stuff that you have. And then you, and then you know that everything is fine and, and good. So, so like I said, just, just kind of a sidebar, but just something I wanted to add in there. Okay. So things to do here. So, uh, and these are critical. Watch out for card skimmers when going to the gas station or the ATM. Um, if you don't know what a card skimmer is, a card skimmer is kind of like an overlay that gets put can get put on an ATM machine or it can get put on the, the uh, card reader at a gas pump. And they also have little, they can have little keyboards too that they can put over to get your pin number. So you want to be real careful, want to really uh, keep an eye out for, for skimmers. Uh, consider using what's called an RFID blocking card carriers and protectors. Like in other words, in, in your wallet, you can just get a slim little card. You could put the, you could put your debit and your credit card inside that and then put it back in your wallet, or you can get an, an RFID blocking wallet. Um, that can, that can help protect some of your information. Um, avoid using public or shared computers, which I always recommend. Uh, be careful when using Wi-Fi at airports, hotels, and other public places. Um, and you know, I, th I think you should, I, I don't know if you should, I say consider using a VPN. I think you should just always use a VPN service to protect your information. You know, when you certainly when using a, a public Wi-Fi, but you should be using VPN, you know, no matter, no matter what you're on, whether you're on your computer or, or you know, wherever. Um, 
what are some of the cyber threats that are out there? And I'm not going to go into all this stuff in detail uh, because we can all look through this. But, you know, malware, uh, you have things called catfishing. You have phishing, of, you know, like phishing your emails. And then you have smishing and vishing. So what, what is smishing and vishing? So they are very similar to phishing. But this is when criminals use automated dialing systems to call or text you with messages intended to trick you into sharing personal information. The message will direct you to a phone number or a website that asks you for information. So you got to be very careful about uh, smishing and vishing. One of the things that you might get is a fraudulent text message saying we're, we're you know, there we're contacting you from a fraud center and they need you to confirm uh, a bunch of information and they give you like an, a bogus 800 number to call back. Uh, that's something to be to be to watch out for. So, um, you know, again, from from a uh, personal computer perspective, make sure your firewall protection is good. Make sure your antivirus is current. Make sure your any malware, any malware programs are current. Make sure they're all up to date and functioning properly to, to protect you from all kinds of different uh, viruses and and malware and different things that are out there. Um, some other tips to consider. When making passwords, uh, create passwords that are at least 10 to 12 characters long and include a combination of capital and lowercase letters, along with digits and special characters. Consider using a password manager. We all have a ton. I mean, everything requires passengers and multi, uh, uh, you know, multi authentication and everything like that. So, uh, so uh, you know, there are a number of different uh, password manager apps and programs out there right now. I would definitely recommend at least looking into it and checking it out, seeing if, it, if it's something that might work for you. Uh, do not use the same password for multiple accounts. Uh, when going to a website, look for security indicators, like such as HTTPS. In other words, what, what that means when you go to a website and it has HTTPS at the beginning, that means it is a secure website or that that website is paying for a certain amount of security on the back end. And so that's, that's a good thing. That's something that, that you definitely want to look out for when you're going to different websites. Um, and then, you know, I, is this as terrible as this may seem, but you need, should definitely protect your information at work. Um, you know, don't be too trusting that, you know, every one of your uh, coworkers, unfortunately, is going to be an honest person. Uh, so what to do if you have identity theft, what should you do? Call any business where you know fraud took place, uh, ask to speak to the fraud department and say your identity has been stolen. Number two, place an initial fraud alert on your credit files. So in other words, you want to contact Experian, Equifax and TransUnion. You want to order a credit report. You can go to freecreditreport.com. Uh, and you can get one free credit report per year, but definitely go to, go get your copy of your credit report and see what's on there. Uh, number four, you should freeze your credit with all three credit bureaus. So in other words, when you're on there and you're filing that fraud claim, you should also freeze your credit so that hopefully nothing else can, can come through. Uh, then you should consider filing a complaint about the theft with the FTC. And then number six, you should you should consider filing a police report depending on what it is. Uh, you know, obviously if it's a, if it's a credit card, uh, or a debit card thing, uh, maybe that's not such a big deal. If it's some of those things that we mentioned earlier, like, you know, somebody tried to take out a loan in your name, uh, somebody tried to get a job in your name, somebody tried to create fake documents like uh, driver's license and passport, and then tried to go use that to maybe get insurance or do something else. That is is a much bigger, uh, deeper uh, type of, of identity theft. and something that, yeah, you should definitely consider filing uh, police reports for something like that. Uh, going on here. So you should definitely close any type of fraudulent accounts that have been opened. 
Uh, you should get proof of the fraudulent activity. You should get rid of, uh, you know, do obviously get rid of the fraudulent charges and then uh, correct credit report errors, you know, certainly wherever you can when you when you get all that information. Um, and then consider keeping an extended fraud alert on your credit card uh, profiles. And I believe no matter what credit bureau you go to, say, uh, we'll say, uh, say we go to TransUnion. So if you go to TransUnion and you put a fraud alert, I believe that will automatically show up on, on the other ones as well and vice versa. So I believe that to be the case. And then number 12, uh, look into identity theft protection services that are out there on the market. Uh, and then finally, we're going to wrap up. I have kind of a list here of helpful websites uh, for anyone in the podcast audience. I'm actually going to copy this list of websites, and I will I will put this in the I will put this in the description link at the bottom, just so you can go in and you can look at the websites if you want to. But I've got basically the the three credit bureaus: the Better Business Bureau, the FTC, uh, IdentityTheft.gov, IRS, IC3, uh, Stay Safe Online, DHS, and CISA. Um, so a whole bunch of, of good websites and different things to check out there. Um, I, again, I'm really just made this, this video because I really wanted people just to be safe, uh, this time of year. Um, I have dealt, uh, over my career with a lot of identity theft and a lot of crazy stuff that happens out there. Unfortunately, there's a lot of elder abuse. There's a lot of people that, that, uh, not only take advantage of strangers, but sadly enough, uh, take advantage of a lot of their family members. Um, and we, you know, you see that, you see that all the time. Um, you know, it's a, it's a crazy, you know, it's a crazy thing kind of, kind of working in banking and the, the amount of, uh, all this kind of different theft that you see. I mean, I did, uh, you know, last week I did an episode on check fraud. Uh, you know, uh, you know, one of these days I'll get around to doing an episode on, on all the different types of cyber fraud and like, uh, wire fraud and, and the, all the different types of fraud that, that hit banks. But it's, uh, but it's, like I said, it's just, it's amazing how much fraud that you come across, how many things you see. And I, I hate to say it, 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 it makes you a, um, you know, a little, a little, uh, a skeptical and jaded, but it, it, it does, you know, you see it for so many days, so many years and decades, uh, it, it, it does have an effect on you. So, but like I said, I wanted to make this episode just because I want people to be safe out there. I want people to be smart and what they're doing. And if you do have an identity theft issue, I wanted you to have some, uh, you know, a, a good ideas to how to deal with that. What are some of the action steps to take? And, uh, so hopefully you got something out of this and, and, uh, you know, maybe there's a family member or a friend or, or, or a younger you know, child or somebody that you have that you might want to share this with. Uh, hopefully, it will hopefully it will end up being very good information for them and can uh, save them some hassle. Uh, oh, and and one last thing I would like to point out: if you don't freeze your credit, uh, you should highly think about freezing your credit. It's very easy to do. A lot of times, you can just do it over the app from either Equifax, TransUnion, Experian. It doesn't cost anything to freeze your credit, and it can really help prevent. Uh, anything, anything bad from happening should you, you know, lose credit cards or your wallet or something or something like that that goes on out there. So, um, but anyway, I, if you enjoyed this episode, please give me a thumbs up. Please make sure to like and subscribe. If you have any comments, please leave those below, down below. I'll definitely try to get back to you as soon as possible. And please make sure to check us out. We are on YouTube. We're on Rumble. We're on all major podcast platforms. Please make sure to go to thebankernextdoor.com. Uh, next couple of weeks, I, I have some really good uh, episodes coming out. Uh, some some of the next episodes on the Cyber Series, uh, Part 5 and Part 6 are going to be coming out. Uh, I'm going to be doing a banking update. Uh, I'm going to have some uh, episodes on the national debt, on interest rates, on the yield curve. Uh, I've got some great interviews scheduled uh, that'll be coming up in January. 
which is really look forward. And then on the 31st, I'm going to do kind of a year end wrap up uh, episode, which, uh, you know, again, just kind of recapping like some of the events and, and things that happened throughout the year. Um, you know, covering my first, you know, uh, three, four months as a, as a podcaster, which was, has been a lot of interesting and fun so far, but, uh, hope everyone comes back to check it in. Hope everyone enjoys and has a great week and, uh, definitely talk to you guys again next week. Thank you so much and enjoy. <laughs>